Ahoy, Tony Malazzo, you are live and on board again, and my guest today is Gwenda Perez. Yay! What's going on, everyone? Oh, yeah. Ooh. I'm a fan. She, uh. she is a funny lady. She is hilarious. Uh. If you don't know who she is, you should. And she's a comedian, actress, writer... I'm afraid to even ask past there. I guess we'll find out on the podcast. And I can sing your ass to sleep. Oh, you can, huh? Oh, absolutely. Only to sleep? Only to sleep. I can drug you just enough with a little Benadryl <sighs> lacing and then, like, hum a little tune, you'll be out cold. What if I don't want to sleep? Well, then you're fucked. That's it, huh? <laughs> That's it. <laughs> That's it. You're out cold. Show, show I might roll over and poke you a little, send my dog over, wake him up, lick him, wake him up. <laughs> Throw a paw on him. All right, so don't listen to any of her singing unless it's uh, bedtime for you. If you're an insomniac, it might be a good idea. Yeah, turn away. Turn away now. <laughs> turn away now. So uh, Gwenda came out to the boat. She's been out to the boat before. I did. You know, this place was full of bevy of beauties. It was weird. I was like, whoa, why are you bringing me out? Mm, well, you're beautiful. You're a Aww, sexy babe. That's so you're nice of you to lie like that. Tell me more. Tell me more. You're a babe. I am DB her. I am DB her. I'm not a troll, that's for certain. But well, I'm, I'm a troll. That's my, that's my gig. I'm the under the bridge guy. No, you're not. <laughs> you're definitely a jockey, but not under the bridge guy. A jockey. <laughs> you come from strong jockey sock. <laughs> jockey sock. That's a nice way of saying I'm short. Right? He's not short at all. I'm yeah. just saying that he is not overweight. And you're not, you know, you're not that tall. Oh, fuck you. I'm a giant. <laughs> To me, mind, to in me. In my mind, in my mind. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Because, you know, a lot of girls that I make jokes about, hey, don't make me climb up and stuff like that, are, uh, are 5'10 to 6'2", so. Those really aren't girls. Those aren't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you're aware of them. Those really aren't girls. I should have checked for an Adam's apple. I was going to say, yeah, exactly. Not even that. Just, like, <laughs> do a straight-ahead reach and see what's lying there. Uh-oh. <laughs> feel around. I'm just saying, if it, it feels like a camel, but something's dragging beneath, it could oh. be a problem. <laughs> Ouch! <laughs> yeah, we are in Hollywood. Not just Hollywood, kind of. everywhere. Oh my goodness! Imagine that. You find out every day somebody else has turned to the other side. Yeah. Which I think is great. It's popular right now. Would you say it's trendy? The tranny stuff is trendy. I think I don't know if it's trendy, but I just think what it is. Like you know, I do a joke about it. Like this bisexual thing. There's no such thing. Like you buy a house, you buy a car, you buy shoes. You don't buy sexual. You're just straight. You're gay or you're greedy. That's it. That's it, man. You'll fuck anything that looks at you cross-eyed. It's like just pick a side. I'm tired of competing with your ass at the end of the night. Come on. It is more here though, and well, I guess big cities. I guess New York's the same. Probably Chicago. Just you hear about it more. Yeah, I think they're more open. Cities. Yeah, they're more People like more open. Talk about it. They acknowledge it more. They're not like afraid to admit that it's going on. They're just more like ah. So, so you like to hide your dick up your ass. Yeah. I don't mind a finger myself, but hey, if you can get your own dick up there, why not? Is it really considered sodomy if it's your own dick? Oh, my God. If I could reach, I probably would stay home all the time. I'm telling you, if God, with my boobs, if God gave me a penis with my boobs, I'd never leave the house. So right from the get-go, we know this has an adult rating, this show. I mean, Oh, uh, just in case you weren't certain. Yeah. Well, we could talk about non-adult things. Just in case things. when she opened with the F word and we moved from there. I did, that, I didn't, did yeah. I have an F word? Yeah, opening, opening, opening something. Oh, really? Well, you know what? Opening word. So it's got the ratings, so now I guess you just better... I might as well live keep up to there. the expectation. Yeah, you got to keep it oh there. Oh my now. God, my parents now. are so Rated. proud. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. My parents are proud too. Are you kidding? They just hilarious. hope nobody at their uh, organizations and uh, friends are listening. That's what they're. 
I, I have this craziest family. <laughs> like, I have a brother and a sister, right? And most people, when they have a small family, they're really close. Not my family. <laughs> I was laughing so hard. I was talking to my sister-in-law. I said, you know what's hilarious? I said, for my birthday, you know who called me? Not my brother, not my sister, but my sister-in-law and my brother-in-law did and their kids. Oh. She was like, really? I said, yeah. You know who called me for Mother's Day? Not my brother and my sister, but my sister-in-law and my brother-in-law did. She was like, oh, that's so sad. I said, why is it sad? I figured that you people wanted me to be in your life so much you were willing to marry those fucking assholes just so you could have me. <laughs> Probably. Exactly. <laughs> no, but, you know, it's, it's always interesting. Family dynamics are a trip. So I'm sure my my know I know my parents love me. I don't think my mom exactly likes me, but my I know my mom loves me, and and I think my dad finally has grown to like me. He's like, ah, eh, she's the one who's a little batshit, but she's happy. I'm just guessing. Do you do more jokes about your mother than your father, and that's why your mom likes you? I don't do any <laughs> jokes about my family. That's you don't. The, that's the only joke oh. I've ever written about my family. See, my my mother's gonna talk to me after this show. She's gonna be like, see, she doesn't talk about a family. Why do you gotta talk about your family? Yeah, because your family still loves you. Like, I, I don't know. So, yeah, I, mean, I don't know that. Yeah, I, I might need me. an organ like at me. one point, so I gotta kind of try to win them back in. Like, I may need like a oh. kidney or something. And you know, with the right, I have like but one kid, and God only knows what's gonna happen with her. So I gotta like have some backups. <laughs> you gotta think ahead. You, you do. Gotta you gotta really like. Know. You gotta be resourcing these organs like way out there. I didn't think of that. What if I need an organ? Exactly. Better keep exactly. everybody on my side. Here. I'll tell you. I'll tell you. I was out the other night with my cousin. I love you, Mom. I said nothing on stage the other night about your mustache. In fact, he said you had no mustache. Yes. He See? Said, We're working in the other direction. Right. He's like, don't be upset. My mom has a unibrow, not a mustache. I if might I need was a taller, I might I could need tell a kidney. You might need a kidney. Who you knows? never know. Who knows? Yeah, you got to keep these things in mind. You never know what you need. You know? I just poured a cocktail for her before we got on the air, and so she might need a liver after that cocktail I poured, so... That wasn't even a cocktail. What you poured me was acid. <laughs> Battery acid with a splash of lemonade. Hey, right, you got to learn how to do it. Bartending School 101. You repeated a oh, few well, times, didn't you? Well, when you own the business, you only want to pour, like, you know, an ounce or two. You barely give anybody anything. But when you're out on the water and you're a boating bartender, you fill it with ice, you pour it about halfway, and you put some... Put some lemonade. Some fruity in there. things That's in there. She She's drinking pink lemonades. Oh, uh, you know what? I mean? you, oh, what are they? Pink panties. She's That's what you pink named panties. them. Pink panties. I was pink like, panties. really? Well, okay pink then. lemonade. She's enjoying herself, I think. Why don't you just call it a pink I fairy? So. I think a pink fairy would be better than pink panties. I figure I get your buzz on in case you, you know, who knows what what happened. I slipped here. and fell and landed on somebody's dick. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Wow. I, I have a joke really? Like that. I have a joke like that. I you was know, just hoping the show went okay. That's what I was. I was. I was. I have this joke I wrote, which is, you know, all of my jokes are either true stories about my friends or experiences I've had or experiences other friends of ours have had that have hurt their person. So everything is like I'm not good at lying. In fact, I don't lie. I try not to lie. So if I'm vague, there's a reason. I don't want to tell you the truth. Don't push me forward. But I wrote a joke one time. I was like. <laughs> Was that a warning for me? It don't push me forward. Right. Um, Take it easy on you. So I wrote a joke one time about, uh, I said, oh, God, I was like, I was at work and I was looking a little tired and my friends were like, what happened to you? I'm like, oh my God, I got so drunk, I slipped and fell and landed on this guy's dick. <laughs> and they're like, what? I said, no, I'm serious, it's horrible. And then I got up and I slipped and fell again. I think I slipped and fell like five or six times. I mean, one time I slipped, I fell, I landed on my mouth. I'm just glad oh. I didn't land on my ass. That's all I got to say. 
Oh. But that's actually a true story I wrote about one of my girlfriends who got so drunk. It's like she's, I said, what happened to you? She's like, oh, I don't know. I just slipped and fell and landed on his dick. I'm like, well, I'm glad you didn't fall on your ass. <laughs> I'm sure it hit your mouth once or twice. I know how you are. So how do you know if she I, liked that or not? She might have liked it. You know, not her. It's really, you know, she's, I don't think she's got a whole lot of filling going on down there. <laughs> You know, you can tell those women because they're bitter. There's the ones, those are the ones that get drunk and get mean and angry. A mean drunk is a woman who has no filling in her vagina. Okay. Just keep wow. that in mind. Next I'll time you're that. around your mean, yeah. Uh, when I'm in a crowd of vaginas, I'll. Uh, She's got a mean pussy. Yeah, gotcha. I see how that works. It's it's an odd one. You'll learn something new, folks. Yeah. I thought it was just you guys. God, I learn something new every show. You have to. You every almost show. have to. Every show. I like the red lights in her. I feel like I'm like. I'm borderline red light district, strip club. You like that? I do. I, I feel like, you know, all you're lacking in here is a pole. Yeah? Yeah, but then if you had the pole, I wouldn't be able to touch I it. I guess you could use that wood uh, hand wrap thing. That would give you splinters. But, yeah. uh, I'll wax it a little better. I'm telling you, I'm like <laughs> such a germaphobe. I'm sitting here right now with my arms on this Are couch you? going, holy hell, I wonder how many people have been sitting here. Really? Yeah. Okay, so you should get together with Marie Del Preti. She was out on the show on the other boat. Uh -huh. And the whole entire show was about one million living organisms on board the boat oh. with us. And she was... Well, let's not talk about that. because We're not going to do it the whole show. We're I'm going to have to burn my feet real quick. I'll be like, oh. So what do you want to talk about? You. Okay, so let's start off with, uh, first of all, boating. You're out on the boat. I got you to come out. A lot of people get a little worried about coming out to a boat. No, I mean, so you're I on the boat. I'm on the boat. You like boats? Uh, yeah, I actually do like boats. I grew up, my parents had boats all my life, so I grew up every weekend on a houseboat. So I actually personally hate camping because every single weekend growing up, we would go on the boat and it would be camping. And I never really got to do anything on the weekends in the summer, so I hated it. And so now going on the boat is really fun when it comes with water skiing mm, or like inner tubing okay. or something like that. But when it comes to just fishing and being bored... I might have to kill somebody and throw them over. Yeah, I'm not. This ain't a fishing boat. This no. This is I not. Don't fish. This is when not I got it, there was a bay tank and some signs of it, but this is a uh, this is an F, F cabin pleasure yacht. Did you hear that? It's a pleasure yacht. It's a pleasure yacht. Oh my God! I'm afraid to see what's in the bathroom. It's probably got a bidet. <laughs> it's a pleasure yacht. Has a bidet in the bathroom. Yeah, with a massage setting. Oh my goodness. A little tickler. Nobody comes out of the guest bathroom usually for a while. I can imagine. They stay in all night. Does it have like a little <laughs> rabbit in there just to clean off all the dingleberries? <laughs> dingleberries? Who are you hanging out with? Oh, I'm country, honey. So that counts. Boating, watercraft. You, could, you So you're digging on the uh, water skiing? Have you tried any of this new paddle, upright paddle, paddle boarding? I did it with my sister-in-law for the first time. I'd been wanting to do it, so we were up in Havasu. See, my whole tone will change when it comes to, like, people I like. Yeah. So <laughs> I noticed that. So my sister-in-law, I said, oh, I want to go paddleboarding. She was like, oh, me too. So we went paddleboarding up, and it was like, I think it was either Labor Day or Memorial Day. It was a ridiculous holiday. So we were paddleboarding up and down the canal, and we had the hang of it. And I was like, this is pretty awesome. And then people started throwing water balloons at us and shooting water guns at us, trying yeah. to knock us off. And I was like, I was actually really proud of myself that I could pull it off. They didn't take you out? Oh, hell no. Oh, good for you. I was like a stuff So you got ninja. some good balance. It's really core. Do you notice Is it? that? I didn't it's know that. It's really core. It's so easy for me. I didn't have a hard oh, time. I got core. it. Everyone's like, at first you're going to do your knees. And I got on my knees. I'm like, this shit is easy. And I just stood up and it was a breeze. I didn't, I've, to this day, have yet to fall off a paddleboard. Say it's one of the best workouts there is. That is a lie. <laughs> 
You don't feel the core with no, the paddle? No, I don't at all. Did you try to isolate it yourself? Like, mm, tighten up that stomach and go core? You know. Why or, would I do that? I'm like, it's so pretty here. I wonder if there's a shark. Is there a white? <laughs> <laughs> She's thinking about sharks. Is there sharks. a freshwater shark in the water? Is oh, a catfish going to come up and get me and think I'm big? Have a sue. <laughs> I, I have weird, my mind. It's beautiful there, isn't it? For if you're a fucking lizard or a snake, it's it's wonderful. <laughs> You do realize, like, it's a desert. Like, it's like going to a giant armpit. Like, you go there, it's hot, you sweat, you jump in the water, and you're like, oh, my God, is it like a, is it a crab boil? Why does everything <laughs> smell so fishy now? It's gross. <laughs> it's been hot everywhere, though, in L.A. lately, so it almost feels like that. Yeah, yeah. it has been. You know, really it, it's like you almost can't have sex unless you have air conditioning. Huh? Yeah. It's like that's how you know your date's going to work out. So uh, we go into your house or mine. Who has air conditioning? Uh, I don't. Well, then we're not going to your house, are we? Yeah, yeah. Ain't happening tonight. Yeah, make sure you leave a 20 by the door just to cover the electric bill, because we're going to turn that shit on low. <laughs> bring, uh, bring it down to 60 degrees. So what what else you got for me? So, uh, yeah, let's talk about your career, too, you know? Oh, let's talk about... Thing. Let's talk about that. But uh, I, I notice, I, you know, I am IMDb people, you know, Google. Did you IMDb me? Yeah. yeah a bunch I, of my I, credits are missing. I know. So I was going to ask you. I mean, you've seen her on. Uh, I guess you you've appeared in Prince Princess. You've seen me on a bunch of Disney Princess kid movies. Princess Diaries one and Disney two. Disney loved me. You've heard my voice all over the place. I've yeah, done you do tons a lot of, voiceovers. of voiceovers. Yeah, nice. Um. Yeah, you've seen me on a bunch of kids movies. How about some voiceover stuff? Uh, anything you can name? Oh my god, I, I revoiced Brain Man. Yeah, I used to be at one of MGM's girls where they would go in and I would revoice people constantly. Oh, nice. So I have a way, it's kind of weird, nobody really knows this because I don't do, you know, accents and stuff on stage, but I can mimic almost anybody. So when they pull wow. me in, I can mimic ADR. people. Yeah, yeah I can talent. mimic people like that. It's so, I can like pull, oh yeah, wow. all the time. So when they need to dub a word or whatever, absolutely, just... they bring me in. Like I pick up accents like it's nobody's yeah. business. It's bizarre to me. I'm like, wow, I didn't know I could do that. That's kind of cool. Yeah, get Gwenda. She can mimic anybody. Bring yeah, her in. bring her bring in. It. Well, it's because I would tell stories about so things that happen people. all the time at work and in locations and everyone I know. And this is the one thing I love about LA. We are a melting pot. Like I moved my daughter to LA so she would learn to live in a culturally diverse environment. Uh -huh. So she would understand, and I wish everybody had this opportunity, because where I grew up, I grew up in a really small town, but we didn't have any racism. Uh -huh. Nobody believes it. Like, I really don't quite understand it. The most racism we had was, like, the fucking Mormons. That's it. Like, it, you were Catholic. Perez, you think Latino, too. Are you Latino? Yeah, we're... we're uh, you don't we're really, Spanish. You we're don't Spanish. Spanish. Back but that you shit don't... up. <laughs> we're from Spain. We're Basque. We're Basque people. Whoa. Excuse me. I'm, I, I'm, I'm Italian. I'm Italian and I'm Latin. Okay? And then I say that and people go, not, we're Latin. But you're not I'm from like, Southern yeah, America. Yeah, yeah. You're not from South America. You're not from no, Latin America. No, I'm from America. the Med. Right. So you're Italian. You're not Latin American. Yeah, okay. Whatever you say. So you're Italian. That's funny, though. See? At the, at, at the Vatican, you'll catch the Pope speaking Latin. Just, well, just saying. It's just the base of the language. Just like, saying. if you can speak Spanish, French, or Italian, yeah. you can speak almost anything. But if you speak Latin, you speak them all, because it's all Latin-based. So Spain, huh? Spanish. Mm-hmm. Yeah, great. I think we were talking about that the other day on the boat, about my family. Any other <laughs> mixture? Because well, cause you you're, you're kind of light-skinned. You're not dark-skinned. You don't have olive going, do you? Well, that's you because Spaniards are white. Yeah, you're, Mexicans very, you're very are brown. white. You're very white. I'm not like that. Look that's, at this. Look at this. I know, well, you know, oh you're kind of white too, What's but up with you? yeah, but I mean, yeah, I'm a little white. I'm a little white. I when I don't wear tan. makeup, maybe I'm just tan. When I don't wear makeup, people are like, "Oh, are you sick? Are you feeling okay?" <laughs> no, I, I don't have my two shades darker than normal makeup, so I look like death right now. But she's white. 
I'm, I'm white. I'm crystal white. White girl. So my grandmother, who died January last year, 2015, sad, one of the saddest moments of my life. She was, she and I were, she was, I was very close to her, but that part's not important. My grandmother died at 105 and a half. Wow. She was the baby of 18 children. Her dad was, uh, I think, one of two children, and he was, you know, his dad was young, and uh, he, her dad was actually, I think he was 30 when he married her mom, who was like 15, 14 or 15. I'm not saying a pedophile, but whatever. But they were little stock, too. Anyways, back to the story. Back then it didn't matter. It, like, it's like, oh, look, something to ride that's not an animal. I'm in. <laughs> so anyways, I'm just kidding. It's a bad joke. But um, so his father was given the largest land grant from the Queen of Spain for the New World. So like my people, like my great great-grandfather actually was given the largest land grant to come and populate the new world. I meet all the time people. It's so insane because I, I meet people all the time. Like I, I play a lot of softball and I was playing softball with this friend of mine for, who's a producer for years and years and years. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, one day he says, like about seven years after I've known him, he says, hey, I was up in your neighborhood. I said, where? He's like, Farmington. I said, what were you doing up there? He's like, ah, I bought an Airstream plus I have family. I said, you have family in Farmington? And I always thought he looked familiar. He's like, no, 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 they're up there in, um, oh, it's a little set town where all the transgenders are made, all the transsexuals are made up there. I'm not going to remember right now, but I'll check no back idea. later. But it's up there in the southern part of Colorado. It's like the southwestern part of Colorado. So, Trinidad, Trinidad, Colorado. He's like, okay. oh, my people are from Trinidad. I said, no mm -hmm. way. He's like, yeah. I said, dude, I think you're related to me. He's like, no, I'm not related to you. I said, I'm not kidding, Jimmy. I think you're related to me. You're Valdez. You're from Trinidad. I'll, I'll put money on it. We're cousins. Nah, there's no way. I said, bullshit. What was your grandfather's name? And he tells me, I said, what was your great-grandfather's name? He's like, my great-grandfather's name was James Juan Valdez. I said, I, I put money on we're related. He's like, ah, I don't know. I said, watch, I'll come back one day. The next day by fluke, I go to my mailbox, and my mom has sent me this package, and she says, and this is not my grandma who just passed away's family. It's my, da my mom's family, because mm -hmm. that's my dad's side. So my mom's side, my mom sends me a package. She says, I just thought you might want to find out about your family lineage on my side. So my great-great-grandfather... His name was, he was from Trinidad, Colorado, and his name was James Juan Valdez, and here's a whole article about him. He was a famous judge at the time. I was like, holy shit. So I took a wow. picture because I just had this conversation with Jimmy the day before because I was like, dude, you have the same facial structure I do, and all of my relatives, we all look the same. Like, I'll meet people all the time. We look, this part's exact same. I said, no way. So I take a picture, and I send it to him. I said, bitch, I told you you were my cousin. <laughs> so it's crazy. And, like, another time I was working, because I have a windshield repair company, I was working with a dealership. Yeah. My daughter says, Mom, and this is in Beverly Hills, are we related to any Atencios? I said, yeah, why? She's like, I think our cousin works here. No way! She's like, yeah, I just started. I said, you kidding me? She's like, yeah, I said, I'll be there. So I bolt over to her office. I said, where are you from? He's like, I'm Farmington. I said, your last name's Atencio, huh? He's like, yeah. I said, Dude, who's your grandfather? He tells me, ah! Oh, your grandfather's mother wow. was my grandfather's sister. Small world. So for me... I wouldn't want to paint it, but small world. Yeah, but it, yeah exactly. But it's really crazy because I have so many family members that I, like, our, it turns out, like, our family is actually a large part of this overpopulation problem. Mm -hmm. So it really wasn't the Mexicans. <laughs> it was Obviously. The Spaniards. <laughs> we just couldn't stop reading. But all of us are really light. Like, we're all white and either blue eyes or light, hazel eyes or light brown eyes and, like, blondes or dark dark like uh dark blondes or light browns yeah everybody's very fair skinned do all the women have big breasts in your family not my sister i think that's why she hates me i think she has tit envy but she has a butt <laughs> like she's my grandma's butt so she like my grandma's like the original kardashian like you're taller than my grandma 
Yeah. My grandma, when I did her eulogy, I'm like, yeah, who would ever thought? Like, you know, and my grandma claimed she was a five-footer one time. I said, what, were you standing on a box? Oh. <laughs> no, I was not. I said, I think the reason why my grandma thought she was so tall, and she, she seemed taller than she really was, is because she was always standing on her tiptoes to be in the center of everything and figure out what the hell was going on. Yeah, always Spanish, Latin, That Latin is Ned, South American. A lot of short people, a lot of short people. <laughs> well, no, Real you high. know what, I think... So you're tall for your family. No, my Five, brother... Five, seven. This Woo! Is, no, it's crazy. So my dad's dad's family is a little bit taller. So my dad's dad was like five, five, seven, five, eight. My dad's brother, my Uncle Joe, he was like 5'10", five, 5'11". Five, Their dad was 7'2". And then on my mom's side, my mom's brother's 6'1". My mom's dad was 6... She says he was 5'7", five, 5'8". Five, I don't remember that. I remember him being much taller. I think he was more like 5'10", five, 5'11". Five, my mom's nephew is 6'7". And my brother's 6'1". And his son is going to be, they say he's going to be almost 7 foot. Wow. The other so two sons. Are no. you also prepared to live long because of uh, oh, uh Oh, every day. I'm like, why am I still here? Why am yeah. I still here, God? I've done my job. I've tormented you may my be family. You 105 years if don't that's wish what that runs the family. Me. Don't wish that bullshit on me. Don't wish it on me. I told my grandma when she was like... 110. My grandma's like maybe 102, maybe 101. Wow. She was like spunky and spiteful. Yeah. And I said, you know. Spunky she, and spiteful. She was. It, it was a horrible combination. <laughs> it was like a chihuahua on crack, <laughs> except with much bigger teeth. She would, she could make you cry on a dime, but she was wonderful. So I told my grandma one day, she was particularly ornery, and I said, you know, do you ever feel guilty about all those people who had to die young so you could have those extra years to live this long? And she <laughs> looked at me straight, and she's like, nah, they didn't deserve them as much as I did. I couldn't even disagree. I was like, okay, you got me. You're right. You're right. You win. You win. But no, I have no intention of living that long. No? No. I was having this talk with my daughter and my cousins last Saturday. We were all out for a part. We were all out. We were out celebrating life, we'll call it. So uh, we were talking about, because I love to dwell on death because it doesn't seem to arrive fast enough. <laughs> it'll it'll arrive sooner than you think sometimes. Yeah, I'll stick around and haunt the fuck out of everybody. Anyone who pissed me off will know that I've been haunting them because one day they're just going to be walking, get slapped right upside the head. And they'll, oh, what was that for? And then they'll know that was Gwenda. Okay. I'm going to bitch slap them into tomorrow. But you haunt them now, so. And you're alive. I don't haunt them. I remind them of the joys of my being. Well, <laughs> is that what we call it? <laughs> the joys of my being. <laughs> so, I, so we were laughing at because my daughter, I, my daughter borrowed a shirt from me. And it's my lucky stand-up shirt two years ago. I cannot fucking get it back. She's like, I think it, it looks better on me. I said, it doesn't look better on you because your boobs aren't large enough to actually make it look good. She's like, no. So, so it's all stretched out. It's not stretched out. The fucking shirt is mine. I want my shirt back, Cammy. I want my shirt back. So, so you could see where the big boobs used to be in the no, shirt. No, because of the way the shirt is made, it fits everybody. It just looks better on me, and it's my lucky stand-up shirt. I've never had a bad set with okay, that shirt. Okay, let's go over that. Lucky stand-up shirt. Wow. Okay, so it is your lucky stand-up shirt. Never had a bad set with that shirt. Never. Never. So anyways, do you, do you I ever can't have get, a bad set? I've had one where I walked off the stage. Because you're pretty badass. I don't drink when I do stand-up. If I do uh -huh. one shot, that's it. But I don't drink when I do stand-up because I, I want to stay sharp and clear. And I'm, uh -huh. I, uh, you know, a lot of comics watch each other as they're doing it. And I don't. I'll be on my phone. And it pisses them off. But it's like, I, I beg your pardon, but I'm not here to watch you. I'm here to, like, prepare myself because I yeah. want to entertain the people. Same here. I get mentally prepared. I don't right. want to... I don't need to be sitting there Listening looking at your others, shit. Listening to not good for me. Right. The only thing I'm going to, like, semi-listen to is to see if I can jump off and use somebody else's yeah. material that they said, like a segue of something. Yeah. Other than that... Elephant I'm, in the room, you know? Identify the elephant in the room. Right? Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, I'm just not going to bother with it. So, um, I, uh, I got... 
I went and drank some gin martinis, and to anybody who doesn't drink gin, that gin is the fucking devil. I mean, gin is awesome. It tastes good. It's smooth. It goes down fast. Normally, you have three or four mar- vodka martinis. You're fine. Everything is yeah. good. You're happy. You have three or four gin martinis. You're fine. Everything's good. You're happy. But you don't know that. In fact, you don't even feel drunk. You feel like you need another because you don't even have a buzz. And then an hour later, you are shit-faced. Yeah. And uh, that's what happened. I had like three or four before a show, and I was like, oh, I'm fine. And then we got over to the set. Some people drove us over. We got over to the set. I got on the stage and immediately blanked out. I was like, holy fuck. I was so drunk, I could barely slur my words. And I've never done that. So that was a bad one. And then another one, I just, I was not mentally there. I had a bad set, and I just said, you know what? I can see that... uh, I'm not really making you laugh, and I'm not going to waste your time anymore, and I'm going to let you see someone who's probably going to make you happier than I am. So best of luck to y'all, and it's not your fault, it's mine. I just walked off. Mm. The only two times I've ever done that. I, I had one bad set when I was first starting out where, um, you know, it just, it was bad. My material, material, my material sucked. I didn't read the room right. I did, you know, the guy that went up right after. There's so me. many variables. Yeah, like it, the I didn't know the audience was full of the uh, people for this guy yeah. who was a par- like not really a paraplegic, but close enough, right? And I'm up there doing jokes about retarded people who lost limbs, right? And I can't get a laugh, and I can't get a laugh about anything that has to do with like some kind of physical ailment. And I can't figure out what it's all about. And then the guy goes up right behind me. He's a fucking paraplegic. I'm like, somebody could have warned a bitch. Yeah. Somebody could have warned a bitch. You got someone on the set. It's got these ailments, so let's not try not to make fun of anybody yeah. that has ailments. Wow, that so. yeah, see, somebody, yeah, somebody should have told you. It's it's the nature of stand up. You just kind of go with it. Yeah. So three. What's your favorite rooms? Ah, uh, you know what? The family room is my favorite. I think of all time. The family room. The family room Where's is a room. That? It's a room in Compton. Is it really? Uh huh. And you, you get there, and it, of course everybody is of uh, Compton descent we'll say yeah and uh they um they throw money at you if you're good it's like a strip bar but they don't put the money in your underwear they just throw it at you in balls like but if they don't like you man they'll throw shit at you and they will make you feel like dirt so you have to have your material on point yeah. like you know you're a good comic if you can go to the family room and slay it yeah so you'll see like uh you'll see kevin harco do the family room You'll see Cat Williams go do the family. You'll see people go do the family room when they're working out material yeah. just to see if it's going to stick or not. Right. And then they That's go to other the rooms. Yeah. But that is my all-time favorite room. And they have this... I don't eat chicken. I eat fish, but I don't eat chicken. They have this amazing fried chicken, apparently, like, some of the best in the city. So oh, I love good soul food. Oh, my God. So, yeah. So, I was dating this guy at the time. Oh, my God. I'm like... I have, like, word vomit. You, you think you're going to get a word in, but you're not. So I was dating this guy at the time, and I was going to his house after the set, and he was a criminal defense attorney. And so I come in and <laughs> crawl into bed, and he's like, what's that? What? I said, what, what, what? And he's like, oh, my God, somebody smells like chicken. <laughs> Did you bring some fried chicken? <laughs> I was like, no, but they make fried chicken. He's like, how dare you come into the bed in the middle of the night at 2 in the morning and smell like fried chicken that smells delicious and not bring me any. Like, Note to self. Every time I do the family room, bring chicken. So now when I do the family room, I always pick up chicken, and I'll take it to where my daughter's at. At the time when I was with him, I'd bring it home and feed him. Yeah. And they're like monsters. They'll... Yeah, I love good fried chicken, too. I mean, I, it's not good for us, but... I don't eat fried chicken. I'll, I'll eat fried chicken if it's someplace really good. I don't eat birds at all. 
You don't eat birds? Mm -mm. What do you eat? Cows and pigs and fish. Oh, okay. I thought right away you were going to be. I'm a vegan. Mm -mm. Or, or a pestitarian. Vegans are liars, man. Have you ever seen a vegan that's not a liar? I mean, think about it. Every fucking vegan you know is a liar. <laughs> they are. They there are, goes my vegan listeners. I'm just saying, like, you're either a <laughs> cocksucker or a pussy eater, which makes you a cannibal. Therefore, you cannot be a vegan. Uh-huh. Wow. Okay. I'm getting, I'm noting all this to myself because these are the, the official rules according to Gwenda Perez. It's I, the I'm reality of it. How many, how many vegans do you someone. know that don't lie? I have a friend of mine who's a vegan. I was on the phone with him yesterday and he was like, we were talking about the Oscars and how people were bitching about people that should have been nominated that weren't. And he's like, well, I said, I saw the movies. Like, who, who are you going to take out? He's like, well, Will Smith was really good. I said, did you see the movie? I'm not saying he wasn't good, but did you see it? He's like, no, but I heard he was good. I said, then how the fuck could you say that he was Oscar worthy if you didn't even see the movie? Yeah. You vote for the Academy Awards. You're part of the Academy and you don't even see the movie. Ooh. I'm like, let me tell you, I saw the movie. I vote and I'm sometimes part of the nom committee, but I make sure I watch the movie. Yeah, you need to watch the movie. You can't be biased completely. Well, of course, if you don't watch the movie, you have your friend watch the movie. and then, uh, Yeah, but you can't trust their opinion either. Yeah. They could be in and a trust their opinion, and then the wrong person wins and the whole thing is thrown. Oh, but the Oscars is like not... Here's the deal with the Oscars. I don't think people understand this, but in when for the Oscars, it's not like this... Green Actor Guild Award. Only actors vote for actors. That's it. Right. So, so nobody else is voting for anything. It's best actor, best actor, and everything. Yeah. That's it. So when you go to the Directors Guild Award, it's best director, best director. Producers Guild, best producer, best producer. When you go to the Golden Globes, that's the one that's rigged. So the Golden Globes, you can actually buy your vote because it's the Associated Press that votes for everything. So yeah. they get... Well, you have to wine and dine them. They get, haul, they get like vacation, and... $20,000, $30,000 uh -huh. vacation packages just to, to sway their vote in a direction. So that one's the one that's really... Now, the Oscars... It's kind of harsh saying it like that, but most of these awards are like that. Like, well, the... I have a friend that won a Tony Award. And he had to wine and dine. Yeah, the entire, Tonys are different because Tonys are similar to the Oscars. He had like spend it cost him a couple hundred thousand to win his right. Tony. Because they're very similar the to the Oscars. Yeah, and the studios spend millions. Right, because the way the Oscars work is like, it's not just the like if it's a director best or if it's like best actor, it's not just the actors that vote for him. It's all the actors that in the Oscar committee. It's also all the directors, all the producers, all the uh -huh. people who work in wardrobe, all the people who work in lighting, all the people who work in cinematography. So, like, Leonardo did not win for a lot of years, and everybody's like, I can't believe Leonardo, but not a lot of people know, I mean, I have a lot of friends that have worked with him, and every single one of them said he's the biggest fucking asshole to work with. He's, he's okay to the stars, but he's an asshole to the crew, and that's why he didn't win for so many years. Mm, that's because, interesting. Yeah, and so people... Yeah, I've worked with him on Titanic. And what do you think? Uh, I didn't see much of him. The movie was so centered around everything else going on that when he had an acting scene, uh, he'd only come out of his trailer for that. And uh, I literally, in one of the scenes with him, had to hang there for where they couldn't even take me down at the front of the ship when it's up in mm -hmm. the air. And, they and so I'm hanging there all day, and he came out for two or three minutes, was on a platform just behind it, mm -hmm. so he wasn't hanging. And would just do his thing and leave, but he, he, you know, you can't really tell. It doesn't mean you know somebody when he, they just come up for a few minutes. Right, I don't exactly. Really know them. But you know, that's just it. Like now, you work. I'm sure you worked with other actors. Mm -hmm. Actors that walk around and say hello to everybody and Hang introduce out. themselves and want to make you feel comfortable so that you don't. Like when I worked with Ashton, Ashton Kutcher, the first thing he did, he's like, "Hey, you know, we're doing this scene together." I said, "Yeah," and he's like, he introduced himself. We hung out. We talked for a few minutes. 
That was it. Like, and then they're not kind to you afterwards. There are a lot of more actors like that than there are the others. Like, there's the ones that are snobby and just happen to luck out and get a good gig. And and yeah. and God bless them. I wish them well. Yeah. I mean, and there's different kinds of actors even too. Like, yeah. I have a couple of friends that are introvert actors, kind of similar. I've met Harrison Ford. Same kind of thing. I go over to shake his hand. Uh, he's kind of to himself, introverted type. Well, a lot uh, of people have OCD. And I they have don't a hard time anybody. even understanding that. So let me get this right. You can't say hello to me and shake my hand. You hide in a corner, and then you come alive when the camera rolls. Well, it's like okay, it's similar. But to... But there are people like that. But it's similar to me before before I go on the stage. Before I go on the stage, I'm not talking to anybody. Oh no, that's me too. Yeah, that's just getting so we're the focused. Sa- we're the same stuff. thing. That's a little different. So it's the same thing as them. Mm. They come you out. Think that's introverted. I work? don't. You're very outgoing. You come in a room, you light it up. You showed up at the boat uh, at the concert, uh-huh. at that uh, Fifth Dimension concert right. uh, afterwards, and you lit up the room, you came oh, downstairs into the cabin, and the party became in the cabin, which it wasn't the oh, entire nice time nobody hear. came into the cabin. Oh. So I think the party's wherever Gwenda Perez is. I think that's where the party Sometimes is. that happens a lot, and it can be <laughs> annoying to people, but here's the other thing, though. I'm only that way if I have a wingman or I know somebody. So you and I, I've known you from stand-up, so... Uh-huh. I knew that I could be a little kooky and crazy and be okay because I already knew you and it was going to be a safe environment. Oh, okay. But if That's I didn't know anybody, I wouldn't say two words. Really? Yeah, in fact, a lot of times if I don't know anybody, I used to be okay with going places. Now I won't even go someplace if I don't know somebody there. Oh, I don't know. Could we believe her? She is like, oh my God, you just light it up. You're so outgoing and you always have a, but I have you to always have a, have a comeback. Or, really? Yeah. Okay. But I also have ADHD, so that's why I'm literally hyperactive. Okay. So when I walk in a room and I'm not saying anything, my mind is going a million miles a minute, and I am like completely analyzing everything and everyone gotcha. and every situation. Well, I'm glad I was your your wingman then. You I were my be, like I, you I were could my definitely safety be your wingman. Yeah. Oh yeah. I thought we lit it up good together. Like Absolutely. we're a good combo. Absolutely. We're a good we had everybody combo. dancing there. You know. Dancing in. Dancing uh, in the cabin. Well, she just says dancing, but, like, she would make them uh, do things, and we went around the room. Kind of reminded me of theater sports. <laughs> I don't <laughs> know what theater sports I don't know, but you, were ma- you made everybody take their, you know, everybody had to dance or do something funny, and then yeah, we went around the you room. Yeah, because, you know, everyone was quiet for a second. I was like, know. we lost our momentum. She so. forced people who also probably were introverted partiers and doing their own thing in different places, and then she was like, made them part of, okay, get up in the middle of the room. Okay, now dance. Now, and I was okay, like, I do have an issue with that. I yeah, like, I do. Wow. I do tend to take over and say no, yeah, but I don't it. want to. But it's really not an option. Just do it and be done with it. It won't be so bad. Watch, you'll enjoy it when it's over with. Yeah, I know. A couple of them were thinking in the beginning, like, is she? I just came to a party and see a concert, and she's making me do what? And what? What do I? And then after a while, it was all fun. Everybody had a great time. Yeah, it I was think. Good. Yeah, it, was cool. it made everybody relax and have yeah. fun, and then it wasn't so bad. Yeah, I like that. I like that. I, you good. know, my goal has always been, especially in the last five years, maybe six years. Um, after I got out of a crappy ass relationship, I I had like six months reprieve of like just kind of trying to heal and get back to like being me. Yeah. But after that, I decided that I wanted to change the world one person at a time. So every day I try to say or do something kind or do something that's profound that'll impact somebody, so that they in turn will do something profound for somebody else. I like that. Writing. I want to talk about writing. I know you write. Of course, you write your own. I hate to say that. Of course, you write your own comedy stuff. That's There's not people true who don't. Most but, people don't. Most okay, people so, have people who write for them. And yeah. a lot of fuckers still. Yeah, yeah. A lot of comics still other comics We're jokes. We're not going to mention names. I'm not going to. But I'm just going to say. There's somebody that did my show on comedy. Uh, one of my jokes on Comedy Central. Oh, and, I have. Uh, Whitney Cummins <laughs> does one of my and, jokes. And then And here's in the person. best part. 
first this gay dude did one, did one of my jokes, and he I was like about to jump the stage, and then I saw he, he could do it all he wants. He sucked ass at it because he didn't know how to time it right, and it didn't work for him. Then fucking Whitney Cummings, I see like a year later doing one of my very first jokes I wrote. And I'm like, seriously, wow. someone pay me the money. And she didn't do it that well either. I was like, at least it still works for me. I'm going to name a few names because it really doesn't matter. Most people know. But like Robin Williams is a thief. Like he stole a lot of comics jokes. You know, um, what's his name? Leary. Dan Leary, is that his name? I think so. The one in New York who had uh -huh. just all the Ice Age movies? Yeah. In New York, they used the comics would stop talking and walk off the stage when he came in. Because he was such a thief. Yeah. Yeah, a lot. But see, like, that's where I do go, okay, maybe I was just a little PO'd, but when when you start editing yourself and having that, you know, I'm a fountain, I'm a well, whatever, you know, I'll just, I'll come up with more stuff. It doesn't bother me enough where, like, I'm going to go, oh, no, he's going to steal my shit. Well, you know what's crazy? I'll have to come up with more shit. Well... I saw, I'm not a big Seinfeld, you know, I don't think, whatever, I'm not just, I'm just not a big Seinfeld, oh, he's the greatest, I, I, a lot of people like his humor, he's not for me. Why, why do people make noise when they do this, tell me, it's just not me, I'm like not a big Seinfeld fan, there's nothing wrong, he's just not my cup of tea for humor wise, yeah. I probably could hang out with him, Yeah. but I just don't get that, oh, why, it's just not for me, I'm not a Seinfeld person. But anyways, I'm going to quote something he said when he was in the car with Sebastian. He was like, you do mimic good. Okay. Oh, yeah, I'm amazing at mimicking. Um, he was in the car with Sebastian, who's like a wannabe Seinfeld. And there's nothing wrong with that, because I like Sebastian, too. I've known, I knew Sebastian before he even became big. But we're not going to go into that. One of my best breakup lines I, I use. Anyway, so I'm going to fast forward. I'm going to use a quote that I heard on that driving in cars with comedies, or comedians or whatever Seinfeld has. Yeah. And so Sebastian was asking him, hey, I'm trying to break into TV. I'm trying to get something. How do you know if it's good? And he said something, Seinfeld, that I thought was so profound and just suited every comic. He said, being a comic is like living with rats in your house. You know they're in there and they're running around all the time. And every so often you just stomp your foot down and hold the tail down and you get a good rat. And that's exactly what it's like. Yeah. Ideas are running around in our head. Yeah. Every so often, we can stomp it down and shake it and skin that rat. Yeah, hit it big, and yeah. then all of a sudden, well, that's what our little one, ideas yeah, are. It's all hit and miss. Yeah, and that's why some people steal jokes from other people because it is so funny and so creative. It's tested already. Yeah. Hey, it worked great for him. The whole room laugh. Let's do his joke. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> well, it's like not even that. It's like you're like, oh, that was cute. And some people will try to like adapt it by changing a couple words or adding things. But it's still the same, like, we all have the same experiences, but it's still the same joke. When you have key elements, it's the same fucking joke. Yeah. Like, you know, George Lopez, when he, he threw, what's his name, um, Mencia up against the wall over at the Laugh Factory. Because Mencia stole his whole material and did a whole, you know, what was it, like a special on TV. And then, I think it was like HBO or Showtime actually took it off the air and had to pay uh, Lopez because it was like verbatim his act. Oh, my God. You didn't know about that? No, and it actually made it... See, I always wonder about stuff like that. No, and... Uh, where's the filter? At what point does anybody his know and put their foot down? manager called him and said, down. you got to see this shit. Oh and they were like, God. what? And so then Lopez put... The, well, Lopez, they put together the stuff, and they went and approached... It was either like Showtime or HBO or whatever. That's they, monumental if the, he actually got money and they yeah. actually did Well, here's something. the thing. And then at anything. the Laugh Factory, uh, Lopez saw Mancia, and he does a joke about it now, and he, he grabbed him, threw him to the wall, and... and and almost beat the shit out of him for stealing his his, his act. 
Wow. Yeah. Like, wow. I probably uh, yeah, I should that. be big. I just am lazy. Let's be real. I feel like it's one of those things that are never addressed. But there's, you know, there's a lot of people that have uh, riders, and you don't know who wrote it and where they got it from. Well. That's another thing. Like, uh. I was blessed. You know, Eddie I... Murphy, Chris Rock, those were all scripts. Well. They're big shows. Those big one-hour shows on TV were well, all scripts. Well, everybody's all scripts. And they, go, and they go out and do ten minutes at a time at Comedy Store, Laugh Factory. Well, that's what I do. When I have to it. do an hour... It's all like I've done ten minutes here, ten minutes here, and I yeah. put it together. Yeah. It's all like. Well, at least you know scripts. you wrote it. You know, there's no surprises. Yeah, but the thing is, even <laughs> even Kevin Hart does it. Like everybody has got their team, and they yeah. all sit there and write the stuff together, yeah. and whoever's joke's yeah. gonna work best for them that yeah. works. That's just normal. Yeah. I was blessed when I started out in comedy. I was blessed in so many ways, but one of the key ways is my friend Chris Kleitian, who was a huge comedy writer, huge. Like he retired when he was like 30. Because he he made so much money selling comedy movies scripts, he was just an amazing writer. He was one of the head writers for Roseanne for years. Mm. I told him I wanted to do stand up. He's like, Eh, Gwen, gee, it's not for you. It's not for you, gee, it's not for you. So why is it not me? It's not for you. You don't need to do it. It's not for you. I was like, and he's one of the smartest people I know. Like, I'm I'm blessed. Yeah. I have like these like a lot of my close friends are all like Minza people. So they're all like super super smart. Yeah. Which makes me feel like if I leech off enough of their brilliance, I'll be smart too. <laughs> but um, it'll rub off. Exactly, it's like a small cyst. So um, <laughs> so anyway, so, so we're sitting there, and and so I I, I said no, I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. And he gave me grief, don't do it, and, and he was right. It wasn't right for me, and I'll explain that in a second. So some friends of mine said, you got to take this comedy class. I'm not going to say who it is, you know. And I was like, you know what? What the hell I am? Because I'm tired of people telling me for the last 15 years I should be doing stand up. So I took this comedy stand-up class. I paid for nine weeks of bullshit. And my friend Chris said, Gwenda, it's not going to teach you nothing but bad habits. Don't listen to it. Waste your money. You don't have any money. Waste your money. I said, I'm fine. I promised myself I'd do it by, I'm not going to tell you the number, but by this age, I'm going to do it. So I did this class. I was in it for nine weeks. We had this huge show showcase. I have, you know, I have tons of producer friends and director friends. So I, I sent out this big invite. I had about 50 people showing up and they were all directors and producers. So I go and I do this open mic with everyone in the class. There were 12 people that went up. I was number 12. And we'd done another open mic earlier and I didn't do well and nobody did well. So 12 people, 11 people went up, right? And they bombed. I'm number 12. I go up. It's a tough thing. I bombed worse than anybody. And I said, oh my God. And I said from the start, the stuff they were teaching me was not working. The stuff they wanted me to do was not yeah. working. It wasn't working. I never took me. a class. It wasn't. You shouldn't. No. It teaches you bad habits. Mm. So, um, it just wasn't working. I was like, oh my God. So I sat there. I threw all of my shit out because I had all these people coming in 24 hours to see the set and I rewrote all my material. I had to do 10 minutes, which in the comedy world is a lot of time. A lot of time, it's hard for people to do oh, three minutes. minutes. Uh -huh. Three minutes straight. But for your first time in front of an audience, I had to do 10 minutes straight. I was like, holy hell. So I did this 10 minutes at the improv and uh, I rewrote my whole act and I called my friend Chris. Because Chris had told me earlier on when I took that class, he's like, you're going to need my help and don't call me because I'm not going to help you. That's it, G. Do you understand? I'm not, I said, I'm not going to call you for help. <laughs> I won't call you at all. But I knew Chris would help me. Like, yeah. But I was like, I'm not going to call you at all. So sure enough, 8 o'clock in the morning, I call him up crying, Chris, listen. I told him the story. He's like, I told you. I told you. I'm not going to help you. I'm not going to help you. I'm like, oh, my God, Chris, I don't know what to do. I'm just, you know, i got to get off the phone and continue working on this. I can't believe I did this. Oh, my God. I'm going to be so embarrassed of all my friends. Right? So. About two hours later, I knew he'd call back. Two hours later, he's like, all right, gee, how much do you have written? I said, well, this is what I have. And he's like, let me hear it. So I tell him, he's like, take this out, put this in, we'll punch it up, get rid of these words. All right, read it to me now. I was like, and 
perfect. And he wouldn't leave the house because he had just gotten started getting really sick. He's like, okay, that's it. Just work that one out. We went through and we read, we wrote 15 jokes, which wow. is a lot of jokes. We, we wrote, I had written 15. He wrote two. And we threw out and we cleaned up everything and shortened it. And that's why I was blessed is because I had so many amazing people in my life, like my friend Chris, who sat down and said, I can't see you bomb like that. And he said, so we rewrote everything. So they had me in the front of the lineup because it was like my, my standup was so bad. They had me in the front. So I was like fifth in and there was like about maybe 10 people going. No, so I was like fourth in and they had 10 people going. So I go up and I go from this like clean, sweethearted, like I'm just a single mom and single mom this. And I changed my whole act. It wasn't even about that. It was like completely the opposite of like everything ever. And that was when I went in my blue set. And I just killed it. I killed. I did better than anybody, and, and they were all like, nice. "I've never seen you perform like that." I blew everybody away. I can't believe you were so good. You were so. And that now I'm one of their selling points. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't because of any fucking thing they taught me. It was because I actually had a natural knack for being able to find timing and what was yeah. funny, and 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 because I'm a, a natural writer anyways, because yeah. I write anyways. I was able to present it and create Rhythm, the story. Rhythm, delivery, once so you they figure could it, it out. Right. So I already had that. All I it's needed was someone to teach me how to shorten things up and make it, right. which we all do. Set up punch, set up punch. Right. Yeah. No, nobody wants And you can see people who've gone right. to a class because it's one, two, three, one, two, three. Everything's in threes. One, two, threes. Which three is yeah. the number? Yeah. But, you know, it's like an obvious setup one, two, three, instead of like yeah, a yeah. relaxed one, two, three. How you transitionalize, how smooth, make it yours, yeah. Yeah, so I was Good really stuff. blessed in that respect. You know, I'm just lucky like that. Yeah. So you're doing a lot of your own writing? I do all of my own writing. So you're not getting help anymore? No, I don't get any help uh-huh. anymore. In fact, I try to write with other people, and they're so fucking flaky that it's yeah. not, you know, it's hard to pull it off. So uh, let me ask you before we go. Uh, if you wanted, uh, if you can have anything else you want to work on, anything you wanted to work on, uh, you've done so many different things. Like, what would be next for Gwenda if you could look into the crystal ball? I don't know, two, oh, three years Oh, I just want now. peace. I want In to your be... wife? I want to be with an amazing, amazing man who cherishes and adores me oh. and just loves me for being crazy. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, who, who's great in bed. <laughs> Wait a minute. Now now she jumped. Now it's also great in bed. So you want the complete package. And, and he's financially package. free, so oh, I don't have yeah, to worry about financial free. dramas. Yeah, okay. So he has to be rich, good in bed. And oh, one more thing. that My looking. daughter's with someone who cherishes, adores, and loves her, and she's happy. Okay. Other than that, I don't give a shit about anybody else anymore. Really? The rest of those fuckers are like, eh. You and your daughter. That's well, that's smart anyway. You well, gotta take yeah. care of yourself. Gotta love yourself. You just get to the point that you're like, if people aren't gonna take the time to even check on you, why the fuck do you care what happens to them? You have to like, I think this was my, my year of learning that if you're not gonna be a part of my life, I need to stop wasting my time trying to be a part of yours. Time is valuable. Listen, I got longevity. Those fucking and years are barely going by. I look at it like if you want to really do good, one-on-one is not the thing for me. I don't do well one-on-one uh, helping, although I can, but I always feel better making people laugh in big numbers, helping people in big stand-up. numbers, benefits. That's what I do. I, I'm, I, I go for the stand-up. bigger numbers. You know what I love doing? I love stand-up too. I love doing... It's uh, tough. It's tough though, stand-up. I love doing sober living houses. Oh, okay. Yeah, great. Have you ever done those places? No. Uh, you got to do a sober living. They're I was a just blast. asked recently, so I... Don't I, turn it down. No, I won't. I won't. So much fun. If you don't want to do it, I'll do it. 
they're always fun because you know why? They've already dealt with so many fucked up things. Everything yeah. you say, they can relate to. Yeah, I've done some inner city kids. I've done a couple couple of comedy things. So. Dude, keep me in mind. Uh, I'll go along with you. Oh, you will? Great. Great. Absolutely. I, ju I just put in for uh, Armed Forces for a group show. Dude, you know, I, I have the Rat that. Pack. You know, I have the Rat Pack comedy show. Put me on Which it. is all headliners. So oh, you'll yeah. be doing that. I know you'll do a show in November with yeah. me with the Rat Pack, but hopefully Armed Forces gives us a call real soon. If they we'll do, I'm in. I've been wanting to do the troops yeah. forever. Oh yeah. my God, me I've too. been wanting to do me the too. troops yeah. forever. Yeah. I'll do in a heartbeat. You're coming with me. You're, you're I'll do in a heartbeat. Yeah, because I she's love fun. that she's idea. She's funny. I am so glad she came out to the show. I hope you all really enjoyed it. Right Ooh. here, live and on board. Until next time, keep your feet on the boat and keep reaching for the stars. <laughs> You're listening to Live and On Board with Tony Malazzo. Catch up with me on Twitter and Periscope at Tony Malazzo Live. Email Live and On Board Podcast at gmail.com. And check out our new open group on Facebook, Live and On Board Podcast.